Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Entry. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Amen. Last week, last week I, was, I, I started a series on eternal states. And I spoke about, um, I spoke about um, how it's important not to live as if all life is all about today. And then I went on, I proceeded in explaining to you the, the dispensations. You remember dispensations? I spoke about dispensations. Life has dispensations, and dispensation is not uh, just a time frame, though it has to do with that. Dispensation has got to do with God's household administration, dispensary, how he dispenses himself into humanity, his program, his dispensation, a program of dispensary. The Greek word is oikonomia, uh, to dispense, economy, to dispense himself into humanity. Now, that's how God works. From when he created Adam and Eve, his program was to put himself into us, mingle himself with us, so we become one entity which becomes a house for him. Now, isn't it interesting that Genesis started with a garden, all right? God created the heavens, and then he put a garden where he was fellowshipping with man. Now, his plan was that from that garden, he was going to take man through a process. Say process. He was going to take man through a process. So, his, see, his intention is that at the end of that means that it means he takes us through. He has an end. Watch this. Now, as soon as the process began, the enemy interrupted because man committed high treason. Adam. Bible says that one man, Adam, is like, how many of you know, are familiar with this word? Federal representative. So if, or, or, or your MP makes a decision on your behalf, is you have made that decision. So the MP has powers to make decisions that are going to affect your area, the jurisdiction that is under him or her. So he has the, he said, your federal representative in the government, all right, because we can all not go there, somebody. Adam was the federal representative of entire humanity. So once Adam fell, we all fell. That's what the Bible says that um, through one, Romans chapter 6, the Bible talks about, it, chapter 5, I'm sorry. Through one man, sin entered into the world. The Bible says so. So in the same way, through one man, life came. So that is why Jesus is called the second man. Second man. He's called the last Adam. Now, the last Adam in the sense that in Adam all died. Oh, Romans chapter 5 is good, man. In Adam all died. Look at verse 12. That's not part of what I'm even supposed to be teaching, but I love these things. See verse 12. Um, uh, say, wherefore, as, you see, wherefore, as by one man, sin entered. See, the world there is not the cosmic world, but humanity. Okay? 
The world is not the cosmic world, the galaxies, no. But humanity, and humanity, we, God created human beings to be in charge. So, but through, by one man, sin entered. And he says that, and death by sin, because of the sin, that death followed sin, okay? Now, and so death passed unto all men, because he's a federal representative. Everyone. So that is why you can never be born already Christian. Because you were born spiritually deformed. You were born spiritually defected. You have a spiritual defect from birth. Let me put it this way. In sin did my mother conceive me. Our Bible said all men, sin passed, death passed unto all men for all have sinned. How many have sinned? All. All, everybody. So now, it seemed to, the devil said, Eureka, 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 I've got God. His program, his program that he had in mind has been thwarted, has been shattered because all have sinned and all has fallen. But Bible says that before the foundation of the world, the Lamb of God was slain to take the sins of the world. <laughs> So God had a recovery program before the process began. So that in case or not, so that when the enemy thing or when the, the process breaks down, there's already a backup recovery program. So that recovery program is what we call redemption. He redeems us, takes us back to the original state, to start it again. So then, watch this, you don't have to miss this one. Those of us who are born again, even not Moses, nobody in the Old Testament, because those dispensations did not guarantee renewal of the human spirit. So Moses and all those people under the Old Testament, the best they could do was to relate with God based on set of rules and regulations. So that when they break the rule or the regulation, there is something called atonement, which every year the high priest has to go and slaughter the animal so that Bible says that the blood of the animal is what used. Because Bible says that in Hebrew, it says, without the shedding of blood, there will not be atonement. So then God had to institute, even that's why when Adam and Eve sinned, God, Bible says that they covered themselves with leaves, but God said, no, it's not good enough. He covered them with um, animal skin. You can't get animal skin without shedding blood. So invariably it means that God had to sacrifice an animal to get the blood and to use the skin to cover them. See, God is always interested in covering people up. That's why he hasn't blown your cover yet. <laughs> you understand that? Most of you, you know, I used to have this wild ideology that you, I'll be anointed. When I was growing up as a Christian, young Christian, I'll be anointed. And maybe I'll be walking out, I'll see somebody, and all of a sudden, God will show me all the evil that the person has done. I begin to tell, those things are pediatric thinking. <laughs> God doesn't anoint you to annoy people. <laughs> Can you imagine if I had those things? God has shown me everything somebody has been doing and we come to church. Most people will come to church. <laughs> and those who have to come to church, they will straighten this up before I come. <laughs> but God is interested 
not in endorsing what we do, but in covering us. So right from the Garden of Eden, he covered Adam and Eve by the blood, by the skin, by shed blood. So he instituted this. He got, he got for himself a people led by Moses in those days, and he gave them the rules, and Bible calls it the ordinances. There were ceremonial laws, and there were rich religious rituals. So they had to burn candles. They had to do some things. Those things are religious rituals in order to be able to access God. So God said, no, you, you guys can't get, can't get to me because you, are, you don't have life. You understand? You don't have life. I saw, I heard a man of God giving this illustration, which was very nice. Now, um, this is an iPad. I can use your iPad, okay? This is an iPad. Um, this, you see, have you seen the way it closes? Do you know why? It's not because, but if, even if you do it like this, it will still close. Because there, there is a piece of metal here. And then there is another, uh, there's a, a magnet here. And so, every time you bring a magnet, thank you, around any metal, the magnet attracts the metal. Because there is something in the magnet that reacts and responds to metals. If you bring um, uh, an, an, an object that is not, is it con conductible? There's a, 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 a physical way, a, a physics. What is it? Conductor. It doesn't have, is it conductivity? It doesn't have conductivity. Embodiment. <laughs> if it doesn't have conductivity or it, it's insulated, it cannot be attracted to the metal. Now, when you are born again, Bible says, oh, this is too good. Bible says that for we are born again um, unto a new and a living hope by the spirit of God. In, I think, 1 Peter chapter 1. So God birthed, you use the word, he birthed us onto a lively, we are born. All right? Now, Jesus speaks about if you have the son, you have life. So as soon as you are born again, God gives you life. His life, not your life. All right? He gives you life. Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, therefore, we were, we were quickened who were dead in our trespasses with Christ. So Christ, we're already dead. God gave us life. Now, we Christians have what is called Zoe, the life of God. Watch this. Why am I saying all these things? And so because of the... Ah, remember First John chapter 3, verse, verse 1, 2, 3. He said, one says that, Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us, that we should be called the sons of God. And it, then it goes on to say that it's not that we love him first, but he loved us first. Then the verse 3, First John chapter 3, verse 3, he says that it has not yet appeared how we should be. But we know the ah, it's here. And everyone, no, go to verse 2. Verse 2, verse 2, verse 2, verse 2. Look at this. He said, beloved, beloved, now we are sons of God. You see, sons of God. Now, this is not a gender word. It's sons, all right? Now we are the children of God, sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, what? We shall be like him. Watch, watch this, watch this. When he shall appear, then we realize that I'm just like you. Wow. <laughs> you. You discover yourself. You discover that all along, this Christian life you are living, it's changing you from a monster. 
Oh, you know, don't kid me. You know there's a monster in you. We all have got monsters in us. But the Bible, ah, Bible says that he's changing us from glory to glory. Second Corinthians chapter, chapter 3 verse 18 talks about we're beholding ourselves, uh, the, us in a uh, mirror. We, be, we are being changed from glory to glory. From glory. So then when he appears, you discover, oh, we are just like him. I'm just like him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, because of that element of God in you, that is why you are called the son of God or the child of God. And so, God's program is to put himself, let me use this word, download himself into humanity. And then we, those who are born again, called, watch this, watch this, you don't have to be, and those of us who are born again, we are called the church. The church is not just we meeting, highly clapping, when the oceans rise and somebody suicide. That's not the church. It's an aspect, just an aspect of the church. But the church is anybody who has Christ in him. Wherever in the world, we all form one church. But the church has a local expression, which is this. This is a local church, okay? So we are called the church. Most, oh, why am I going to this? Bible talks about how Moses, Elijah, Elisha, even Abraham, all the prophets, they desired to have an encounter with this church. Yeah. Because the difference, the difference between the church and the saints of the Old Testament is that the church is the body of Christ. God himself mingled with man to form one entity. But in those days, it was not like that. And so we are living under a different dispensation. Paul said that this mystery was hid Okay, let me show you. Ephesians chapter, chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. This is not part of what I'm supposed to be teaching. <sighs> Somebody needs to get this. Somebody needs to get this. Somebody. I love to talk about the church. And I love to talk about redemption. And I love to talk about the blood. Did I say Ephesians chapter 3? <sighs> Ephesians chapter 3. Now, when you look at verse 2. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Now, it says that if you have heard, you see the, the, the word dispensation there? You remember the dispensation? Now, watch this. It said, if you have heard about, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God. Now, dispensation, I told you, is not just time. Dispensation is the, how the, the administration of God's grace. The way the grace, you, you have, how many of you have been to the dispensary before? You go to the dispensary, the things that uh, medication dispensing. So dispensation. Now what I am doing is I'm an agent. I'm minister of God's grace. And I'm dispensing, I'm serving grace, ministry. Dispensing grace. All this is that's happening. Something, something more deeper than just the ear can pick up. Or than just the eye, what the eye can, can see. is happening whilst we are here. That is why I believe that when people are sick or they are down, they have to come to church. Because what happens is church is not just music, not just preaching, something more deeper. There's something deeper going on in people's lives. God, God is, King James English said, wrath. He's working himself, more of himself into you. He's working himself. But sometimes you have this paradox in your system. Why, why is it that I'm a Christian, but I'm struggling with this? 
Just keep serving God. Keep coming. God is working himself into you, all right? Now, he said the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me, let's go to the next verse. I want you to see something. Um, if you have heard about this, the dispensation of grace was given to me, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. Say mystery. mystery. As I wrote, as I, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge of the mystery of Christ. Now let's go back. So from how, how that he made known unto me the mystery, verse 5, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it has now been revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by his spirit. Now, so when you talk about in other ages, this mystery was not made known unto men, to the sons of men. What it means is that they, most of them, that's why, that's why when you read 1 Peter, it talks about they all desired, when they, when they were prophesying about the church, I think somebody needs to see it. Let's go to First Peter. Don't, that's not part of mine, so don't be writing these scriptures, okay? You can just put it on the side. But First Peter chapter 1, verse um, uh, 11. No, is this Second Peter? You need to see this. Uh, uh, you need to see this. If I don't finish the message, don't worry. We are not in a rush going anywhere. <laughs> and what did I say? First Peter chapter 1, um, the, oh, 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 verse 9. This is what I was talking about. Oh, verse 9. Okay, let's go to verse 10. Verse 10. This is serious. Please, even if you, did, you went to work for the past five days, you have not slept. This time, don't sleep. Please, you don't have to. He said, of which, of which the salvation we have got, okay? The salvation we have got. He said, of which salvation the prophets have inquired, searching diligently. The, uh, the prophets have inquired and searching diligently. Who... Who prophesied of the grace that should come unto you? So the prophet, they prophesied on the, you see the grace I'm talking about? Yeah. The grace that should come to us. They prophesied it, but they were searching diligently. We're inquiring, what kind of, this thing is wow. Yeah. Their the, the spirit, the spirit that is in them could, they, they could pick up something marvelous. Watch, go to the next verse. Go to the next verse. He said, searching what and what manner of time the spirit of Christ, which was in them. The spirit of Christ, which was his death, was signifying something. So we're searching, what, which time is this thing going to happen? Now watch this. When it testified beforehand, the sufferings of Christ and... You see, so the spirit was testifying something and they were wondering, when is this going to happen? The prophets of old. And so Paul said that this mystery about the church, I'm telling you, was hidden to the sons of men. It was hidden, but now has been revealed. The church is not just gathering, it's not a culture. It's not, it's more than you can think about. More than Bible says that, Bible says that, ha, huh, Ephesians chapter 2. Why am I going to this? Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. He says that for we are the workmanship of God. Ephesians 2:10. We, who are the we? The church. The church is the workmanship. The word translated workmanship is. Poem is a word translate, which is normally translated as poem. Poem. Workmanship. You can put it this way. The masterpiece. So, Leonardo da Vinci. This is the masterpiece of Leonardo da Vinci. All his works. This is the masterpiece. The centerpiece of Leonardo. You know, I'm just using that. So when they say that this is the masterpiece of that artist's work, or those of you who are into the uh, uh, fashion, uh, Louis Vuitton. 
This design is the masterpiece of Louis Vuitton's work. All the things that he has done, all the things that um, that artist, that skillful person has done, he said, they all have their reflection in this. This surpasses, surpasses all. The masterpiece of his work. Now, he said, the church is the masterpiece of the creation of God. Some of you, some people have been traveling, going to all kinds of places to go and see the nature, beautiful handiworks. He said, the church. The church is the masterpiece of the handiworks of God. So he said, we are the centerpiece of God. Created. You see, we are created in Christ Jesus. When were we created? No, when he created Adam and Eve. But when you got born again on the cross, Christ created, raised a new breed of people. So once we become born again, you are part of that body. You are part of that body. And the body is exponentially growing. And it keeps growing until one day when Bible says that he will come the second. <laughs> Christ is going to come the second time. Now, the things I'm teaching you, I'm about to go into is about the second coming of Christ, the end times. Theologians call it eschatology. Eschatology has to do with the study of the end times, issues regarding the end times. Life is not just about you are in the church, you are born again, not because so, so you will get good health, not so you will get good money, you will get a good wife, or your wife can become a better woman, or your husband can become a good man, or you can have. Uh, what, what, no, listen, Bible, some people believed, they died believing. Nowadays, our modern-day Christians, you have to tantalize them, entice them with miracles and testimonies. You have, you have to. Because if you... So then that's why even t- testimony... That's not the main reason, but testimony becomes necessary. So people see that, oh, actually, God is doing something. So I mean, let me stay longer. Now, I'm telling you, if somebody comes to give, share a testimony right now about how for a long time he has not been paying his tithe, and he decided to pay his tithe last two months, and all of a sudden... He's received double of his pay, and everything is working. He's so surprised. Hey, pastor, this thing works. You see, today the number who pay tight. <laughs> Jesus said, oh, ye of little faith. Blessed is he who has not seen, but believed. <laughs> so so we, need, we need the testimonies flowing through to keep people in church. <laughs> Bible calls us an adulterous generation. Always looking for signs. <laughs> Give somebody a high five. Hallelujah. <laughs> I get this up. Now, so we are born again for a reason. So God started, created Adam and Eve, took us through a process. And the end of the process is called, watch this, the new Jerusalem. So it started with a garden. <laughs> and it's going to end with a city. <laughs> Read your Bible. Check it. It's in your Bible. Look at Revelation, how things are going to end. He said, and I saw the new Jerusalem prepared as a bride. A city prepared as a bride for the groom. Now, we are the body of Christ. Now, we are the, the church. 
But as the church grows, Bible says that I'm coming for a glorious church. Yeah. Now, glorious church? You? Glorious? It's not about you. In fact, in Bible school one day there was a discussion and somebody was going on and on, ranting about how, you know, people are sinning. If you sin, you, you miss heaven. You, God said he's coming for uh, his bride without spots. You, if you sin, you miss heaven and all that. You, know, that. you don't have to sin. You don't have to sin because Bible says this one, I normally chip it in when you meet some people who say, oh, nobody's without sin. You know, we are all faults. We have faults and all that. In fact, John Bible says that. Why am I quoting so many scriptures today? And this, this, these are scriptures that every now and then we must have at our fingertips, okay? Put it on the screen. First John chapter 5. You don't like what, you, you don't like what you're going to say. It's serious. First John chapter 5 verse 8. Because I said something, I'm just uh, want to clarify something. Because uh, somebody said, if God comes, Jesus comes, he's going to, be, some people are in the church and they are sinning. But see, Jesus didn't say I'm coming to, co- to pick church members. I'm coming for David, I'm coming for, no, he says it's coming for a church. A ch- you must be part of the church. It's coming for a glorious church, right? He did, he did, Bible says he died for the church. Right. Read your Bible. God himself had to go through a process. What's the process? God himself, he had to humble himself, become, he became a fetus in a human womb for nine months. He was born, and after he was born, he was dedicated. He went through the process. It's God. But he went through the process. He went through all that process so that he can die at the cross and resurrect. And then that, after that process, he, you see, so he brought, Christ brought, I keep saying this, I'll never stop saying He brought God into man in his incarnation and he, he brought God into man. So God and man in one humanity, one being, one person. One person by two natures. Without confusing the two, he still had the God nature and the man nature, but one person. He brought, it has never happened. So, Bible, Jesus told the, told the Pharisees, he said, Abraham desired to see my days. He desired, Abraham wanted to see what is, because that's why God called Abraham. And see, those guys, they didn't work with God for bread and butter. They worked with God for where, what God is doing. Bible said, he looked for a city whose founder and builder. It's the Lord. Hebrews chapter 11. So those guys' mind were things to come. That's why God called us. You know, have you considered why God calls you? Maybe it's not just because of today. For some things to come. Maybe it's going to use you as an an icon in the history of Christianity. Have you thought about that? Have you think about it? Maybe he wants to use you as an icon in case it won't happen. But in case they are going to write another Bible. Your name may feature in it. <laughs> How many of you didn't get what I said? Amen. Have you put it there? Oh, chapter 3. Sorry. Chapter 3. I want to clarify this. So, Jesus is coming for, for a, a church, not individuals. Doesn't mean you should sin. Hey! Oh, you don't have to see this one. This is in the Bible. <laughs> Christians! <laughs> Hey, this is scary. Hey, hey. he who sins is, uh, I don't want to read that one. <laughs> did you see it? Did I write it there? The Bible said, anyone who sins is of the devil. Tell your wife. Tell your husband. <laughs> 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 
anyone who sins is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. For this purpose, God, uh, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Anyone who's, now, the word that anyone who sins, that, that, to be true to the text, it means anyone who continues in sin. You are doing it without any, you don't care. Yeah, well, it's, not, that's, it's normal. Then you are not born again. Go to the verse before that. I think it's the verse before that. Look at the verse before that. Let me see. Verse 7. Let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous. He who, uh, as he is right. Go to the next verse, verse 6. There's something I want you to say. Aha! Uh-huh. This is the one I was looking for. He who abides, abides in him does not sin. Whoever sin has neither seen him or know him. So you can't be sinning and say, I'm born again. Oh, I'm born again. Born again. Born again. Born again. <laughs> and then irresponsible or people who don't understand theology say things like, um, you never know when God will come. So every time you have to stop sinning because God can come in the midst of their sinning and all that. No, that's, that's, that's a message for unbelievers. He will not take us by surprise. His coming will not be a surprise to us because the Bible says that we are in the day. Those who are in the night, things take them by surprise. Now, if you are born again, acid test, people who are genuinely born again, you will tell. Something must stop in your life. Mm. Eh? Yeah. Don't say that. That's for me, Pastor. This thing is difficult. I'm addicted. Eh? Eh? It's not a demon. No. It's a he who, who is abides in him does not sin. That, that sin devil does not continue to sin. You like it. You keep, do, you keep doing it every day. You do it. Uh, last Sunday, I heard somebody was here when I preached. The person was saying, But how can God, do you see that? So if we say God forgives everything. I mean, somebody's going to do the thing. He knew he's going to do it. He would do it anyway after all. God will forgive me. That's not, because if you have a relation with God, you actually don't enjoy sinning. Do I have a witness here? Yes. You could, you could fornicate without any guilt. After he became born again, you are not worried. Ah, no, I can't do this. No, something is wrong. Yeah, because the spirit of God is in you. I always give this illustration. The, the Bible says that God, Galatians chapter 5 verse 6, because we are sons, God sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, which cries, ah, father, daddy, daddy, daddy. So when you are sitting, there's, there's something that makes you feel uncomfortable because the thing is conflicting with your system. The installation God has done in you is not compatible. <laughs> are you getting something? So Christ is coming for a church without spots, okay? So when I say things like, it's not about your sin, just walk with God, I'm not saying that it doesn't matter, you can live anyway. Because actually, if you're born again, you cannot live anyway. That's the true sign. Sometimes when somebody comes to me, said, oh, pastor, I want to marry this lady. I want to marry this man. Is he born again? So I can't tell. Listen, once you go around anybody who's born again, you will know. You will know. Being in church doesn't make you a born again. It's just like if you are a deep, a deep, deep sea uh, driver. Does that make you a shark? You become a shark. Oh, yeah. 
you getting the picture I'm painting? <laughs> so God, God is taking man through a process. Hey. And so that we are now living in the dispensation of grace. And then the last dispensation is the dispensation of the kingdom. So I spoke about the dispensation of innocence when Adam and Eve were created. Then I, I went on to speak about the, um, the dispensation of... I spoke about the dispensation of innocence, the dispensation of conscience, the dispensation of human government, the Noahic covenant, the dispensation of promise, the Abrahamic covenant, the dispensation of the law, the Mosaic covenant, the dispensation of grace. That is the new covenant. You remember, that's what we are in now. But there's yet another dispensation that is coming, which is called the dispensation of the kingdom. That is the everlasting covenant. The dispensation of the kingdom hasn't come yet. So we are all in dress rehearsal, getting ready for that dispensation. That's why the church, the old Christians, and I mean, people who love God, they always talk about, I can't wait for the day. We shall see him face to face. We look for that day. Hallelujah. And that is the dispensation. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at carries.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Caris Ministries. Stay blessed.